lived in this area. Well, how was that, Bob? Because it's very well documented in that cemetery on the gravestones. Uh, one of the, I think there was a Nathaniel Gold, was probably one of Nathaniel Boone's hunters, I know. Now, up there at uh, St. Helens Cemetery, there's a nephew of Daniel Boone there, it was Samuel Wilcox, buried right there by that small mound. I think it was one of the Scouts. Well, Joseph Proctor, who Proctor's name after, was a scout and a preacher. And uh, John Stuffeldine, who the Creek's named after, was also a scout of Daniel Boone. But now, you know, as Neville Sackford had written a small book about Daniel Boone that I didn't realize. I was going through a pile of old stuff the other day and found a copy of that thing. I'd never seen it before. And Neville had a book called The Romance of Lee County. Mm -hmm. And uh, that got pretty wide circulation, but I had never seen or even heard of this book on Daniel Boone's adventures that he did here. But I've got most of Neville's stuff, most of his natives and all that. He came up and uh, spent the day with me one day right before he, he died and gave me all his negative files and stuff like that. And, uh, and we use them time and time, the calendars and stuff. And, but uh, Neville was widely read. He, uh, he wrote a lot of stories, and um, he knew a whole lot about Boone's family and all. And now, everybody, you ask the normal person around here uh, who was the first settler in Kentucky, they come up with Boone. But now, Daniel Boone wasn't. James Herrick beat him a few weeks here. And uh, all the indications are is that James Herrick was murdered uh, down here on what is the courthouse lawn at Babyville. He was on a hunting expedition. Supposedly they were looking for Swift Silver Mine. And that's where they found the murdered body. Mm -hmm. Well, that's according to Filson and some of the earlier histories. I've got a history book. I've got a history of Kentucky. And I think it is, uh, I believe it's dated 1844. And you know what, 1844, Kentucky didn't have a big lot of history. You get started pretty early there. They were still Indians running loose around here, 1800. So it, it's interesting to go back and get some of those older publications like that and get what they what they thought about the whole thing. But there was a lot of settlers came up from Boonesboro and settled in this area from Heidelberg on up through St. Helens and all. But at the same time, maybe a few weeks later, a few months, there was a lot of people pouring through Payne Gap, Pennington Gap up on the Boone Fork of the Kentucky River, the North Fork. It came down that way and drifted in and settled down this area. I'm going to settle in Wolf County, where it's some in Breath, and some come on down here in Lee County. You know. Okay, this cemetery, uh, the Horn Cemetery, or Boone Go Cemetery, like on those things, it says that great, 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 four or five greats of Daniel Boone. Now, originally, his daughter had to marry somebody named Go in order for these to be great-grandkids. So where do you you suppose she came from? Harrodsburg? The fort? Well, you know, I wonder that when I'm out there, how did they get together? And, I mean, that's pretty far distance. Well, I don't, I don't know whether Go came up the river with Boone or whether he came down the river, so what, uh, whichever Go that she married, let's see. What was Boone's daughter's name? I, 
in my mind. That was, I don't know how many daughters he had. His wife was Rebecca. One of them was carried off the Indian. I, I can remember the Indian. Anybody easier than I can remember her. I think it was the history books. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, books in there. there was an old man out, uh, out your way. He drove real slow. Rowan Estes. Who? Rowan Estes. He, he had a little car and he drove real slow. Miss Gold would walk from her house to Babel. And usually she had eggs or chickens to sell. But right in front of where my mother lived, she was walking, and Mr. Estes stopped and asked her if she wanted to ride into town. And she said, no, said, I can walk faster than you can drive. And what was his name? Roland Estes. He always came down to our house on Christmas morning with the pretense of uh, finding out what, you know, seeing what the kids got for Christmas, but really it was for a little uh, Christmas cheer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're about three pieces away when we get to the house. <laughs> uh, going back to, to uh, the uh, three girls that were captured by the Indians, the Jemima Boone. Mrs. Priscilla Nolan, who was the sister to J.W.F. Williams, her grandmother was, I don't know which one, was one of those girls. But I don't know which one it was. One of them was a Callaway. I don't remember what the other one was. One of those girls was a Callaway. I don't think I know this story. I don't know this story. There was an Indian named Hanging Mall, a Shawnee. That he was, well, he was with a small band, and they captured him, and they just, they sent out a rescue party and they, they recaptured the girls. They got the girls back. Well, they say at that Gold Cemetery, um, there was one of Jesse James's gang is buried in there. They were coming through Lee County in this area, and one died or got, I guess he just died, and they buried him there. Well, I've got relatives in that cemetery. Jesse too. James's father? I don't know. It was one of his, his gang. Gang, yeah. gang, gang members. Mm -hmm. I don't know. His father was part of the gang. His mother and father were pretty straight folks. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, I think the father attended Transylvania one time, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Well, the Doherty's on the coal side are related to the James family, Jesse James's family. And on my dad's side, um, John Wilkes Booth. So I used to tell my students every year at the beginning, I give them their few rules that they had and uh, and write on the board, you know, our outline of what we were going to be studying. And, and then I would say, and I was very serious about this, I'd say, now, read my lips. On one side of my family, I have Jesse James. And on the other side, I have John Wilkes Booth. So don't mess with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, really, really? I never told them any different either. But I mean, you know, I read, never could clear, uh, find exactly how that the coals related, even though they were coals. Mamma James was a coal, but down from around Nicholasville. But um, I could never. Judy, you remember Judy Brandingburg? Yeah, yeah. Now she did all this, and she said that they, there is a connection. 
there. It was the Coles because Judy and um, her mother, her her mother was a uh, Madge was her mother. Yeah, Madge was her mother. What was Madge's maiden name? Well, she would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. But a lot of things I think we hear all of our lives, we assume that it's true. That's just not necessarily the case. Yeah. It makes for a good story. Uh, yeah. I heard Miss Lily King can't tell a zillion times that story about World War One that they was uh, uh, just a couple of counties that in the United States that didn't have to resort to the draft that they filled their quota through uh, enlistments. Breathy County's got it on their war memorial up there. That Breathy County was one of the two counties. Well, Miss Lily always said Lee County was one of those counties, but Breathy was. It turned out they both wrong. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Lily, Miss Lily gave me the book her father gave her. It's one of the only first two original copies of the draft. He was in charge of the draft of World War One. If anybody knew, it was probably him. And you can go through there and you can check them out. There was thirty-two counties in the United States. That's probably where they forgot the thirty. There were just two. There was thirty-two counties that did not have resort to a draft. And eight of those counties was in Kentucky. And Lee County was one of them. They made it with three. But Breathy County is not in there, according to that book. So that, but now that you want to start a war in Breathy County, go up there and get right in. <laughs> 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 but, uh, we'll just cut this Just because you hear something doesn't mean necessarily so well. Yeah. Uh, how many of you read Bill O'Reilly's book, Killing Lincoln? You know, talk about that was. That, it was interesting. It stirred up a lot of interest and all that sort of stuff. But I found a flaw in that thing there, and I couldn't get uh, Bill O'Reilly didn't want to hear about it. But uh, it was really interesting when John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln, and he jumped off the stage and he broke his foot or ankle, and he was hobbling outside, and he had left his horse out there and left this little colored boy to, to watch his horse, and. He jumped on the horse, and instead of giving the little colored boy the nickel he promised him, he kicked him in the head and rode off. Oh. <laughs> well, that was fine dandy, except the nickel hadn't been invented yet. The nickel wasn't invented in 1866. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you didn't talk Bill on that? Well, he didn't want to hear about <laughs> The first nickel was invented in 66. Well, you know, I cannot believe that he really writes all those books. Well, he's got some good ghostwriters. Yes, he does. There's no way that you can write that many books and turn them out just as fast as, plus have that news program and all that kind of stuff. We go on well, tour. Is he on the news program now? Well, he's yeah. not been for the last week. He's having a women problem. Yeah. Well, Jesse James, I mean, I didn't even know he was like around in this area. Like where's my family? He yeah. robbed a bank in Russell. I, I see him riding the sunset with horses and you know, whatever. Where did he come near here? Nicholasville. His mom was from Nicholasville area. Nicholas. What county is Nicholasville? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that's where they originated. There's not a community in eastern Kentucky though. I've traveled all over the state of Kentucky listening to stories visiting with uh, uh, historical societies and everything. But every community in eastern Kentucky has got at least one 
one family who Jesse James spent the night with a grandfather. Right there, you know. So he was pretty busy in Kentucky, either that or somebody was prone to tell large tales. <laughs> and most of them's got an old pistol that they supposedly traded for a horse. Or a Jesse traded for a horse. Well, he was supposed to stay what? Proctor? What about you? Uh, I don't I don't suppose know, he was in Allison County. I always heard that he was. Well, that time it would have been Allison County. Yeah. There are certain tales when you get into history and folklore, there are certain tales that you'll find in every county in Appalachia. Same story, names just changed in a lot of them. Uh, there's snake tales, bear tales, and all that sort of stuff. But everybody, you, you start listening to them, they're basically the same story. Now, nobody really knew who these people was over here that got into this, but now John Blow lived over across Hill. He knew them well, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's, uh, every community had some grandmother, some old granny that beat a bear to death with a pine. Now, I know some of them old grannies are rough and ready. You can take a 12-gauge punching ball and you can't crack a bear's head with that thing, you know. And, but uh, I can remember when I was a kid, they even had an old bear hide hanging on the wall over at Grandpa's little barn. Over and I, that old story flowed through there, and I didn't buy it then. The bear tale is one of them snake stories are, are probably the, the biggest spinner, though. Everybody has stories about uh, water moccasins in the pond, eating kids up and all this sort of stuff. Or a kid, the game board went and talked to this kid and how the fish bite. Well, they're not biting, but these fish worms are eating me up and the game board checked. And the kid's got several copperhead bites on his hand. And, and nobody can remember who that kid's name was, but old John Dole, where he knew him, you know. And, then, and those, those stories are everywhere when you you go check and talk around. They just, well, and you know, there are some stories that... They had some basis of facts somewhere, obviously, yeah. at one time or another. That just sweep the United States, maybe the world. I can remember once in high school, remember the big high hairdos that yeah, yeah, the, the people think? You'd hear these stories that, you know, they would get these beehive hairdos and then roaches or something well, get, I, you yeah, remember that i've got a true story about that <laughs> <laughs> here we go okay well i was to pick this woman up and we were going to some kind of meeting or something and she looked really good she's all and i glanced over and there was something on her hair and i didn't say anything and then we i kept looking you know <laughs> and come to find out it's roaches was coming all out uh, from under there. And uh, we picked up somebody else. And we told her, you know, that, and she cried. She cried hard. <laughs> but there were roaches got in there, evidently after that uh, hairspray. But that was bad. <laughs> well, yes, it was bad. I love it.